hello there, everyone. Welcome to episode 69 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. We, we made it. This is just the only goal we've ever wanted to make. There may not be an episode next week. We'll see. <laughs> My name is Roscoe. How are you doing? I'm joined by Mr. Grey Kicks. So you're saying we might have peaked at a 69. Hey, oh, hey. The hits keep coming. Hey. Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is it, really. This is the last episode. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Nice. Like work, working weekend, so can't complain. You? Oh, living the dream, man. Good living the dream. Fish, fish and chips and Bud Light. What a Sunday night. Nice. Oh, yeah. Mr. Toby Anderson. Uh, good evening. How you doing? I'm good, thank you very much. Glad to be on the 69th podcast. The climactic <laughs> podcast, if you will. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't make that jo- I can't believe I didn't make that joke. It was just a hang in there, like... <laughs> I'll leave that one to someone else. It was just dangling right in front of your face. Dangling, dangling right in front of your face. Exactly. Yes. How long have we been recording? We're not getting monetized for this, are we? Oh lord. Oh uh, yeah, no efforts on this one. And finally, Mr. Sean Davies. Hi. How you doing, man? I'm all right. I've, I've just realized you're going to need to put nice is the headline for this whole podcast. <laughs> it's true. Just, just the word nice. That's it. Yeah. How yeah. are you doing? Yeah, very well. Thank you, man. It's been a nice week recovering from, uh, from holiday. It's weird, isn't it? You go on holiday and you come back and you're knackered. Yeah, it's because of like, COVID. You're, like, you're full of the Rona. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know, holiday from your holiday. You bought back the Spanish flu. Yeah, I mean, I, I missed the, uh, the quarantine by 10 hours. So that was quite a relief, but swish yeah i come back and i'm like oh because you know in those 10 hours there's no way i could have caught covid so that's a bonus but yeah it's weird i come back and i'm like oh i'm exhausted i didn't do anything really apart from travel a fair bit but yeah i'm not complaining of course first world problem indeed but yeah i'm fine right let's jump into what we've been playing uh, mr paul collett is very busy with growing up work uh, this week so he couldn't join us but um, i've got a few things from him to read out a little bit later on first up though what we've been playing Mr. Greg Hicks, what have you been playing this week? I'm still trucking away with uh, Tsushima. Still good. I've just finished Act 1. Um, without giving any spoilers away, uh, you get some sort of stronghold missions to do, so I've been tidying them up, roaming the lands, which has been quite eventful. I am playing Scully, which I've got for review on the Switch. It's on other platforms as well. It comes out on Tuesday. All I can tell you is that it's a game. I beat... I finished Katana Zero on the Switch. Hey, nice work. Yeah. Well, we kindly nice. got some kindly got some uh, Venom gear, which I need to review as well. Um, I got some like ergonomic grip thing for my light switch. Oh my god, it's so mm-hmm. much more easy to handle, and I I really will keep calling it a light switch just out of habit now. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, I managed to finish Katana Zero, and now I can actually get a better grip of the console and play it properly, which is nice. And. In contrast to last week when I was moaning about it, I thought I'd give Carry On another go, and I'm uh, still moaning about it because still I don't get it. Like I don't want there's no real objective to it, and you just sort of float around like a horrible carnivorous blob. And I'm just like, yeah, this is quite boring actually. Oh, and I was been playing um, Hellpoint as well, which I had for a review, which came out, which I really wanted to love. I really wanted the sort of Hellraisery, like Dead Space aesthetic to to offset a really good. Soulsborne game, yeah, and it's a bit cack. Now, I've I've I wrote in my review that there's been sort of technical limitations and they haven't patched it yet, but I've heard from like PC players that it's not too bad. But then, of course, they've got like 
you know, rigs that can run these things. So I don't know if it's just poor optimization for PlayStation, but my experience with it was a bit shit. When you've got delay, like input lag, like, not the not the delayed sort of input lag I had with my TV and Sekiro, for example. I mean, like, you try to swing something or dodge, and it takes a good second to actually do it, does not make for a good, like, a muscle twitch, Soulsborne game, you know. So it was disappointing, really. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I kind of really want... I mean, it's, they might patch it in time. It's still on my hard drive at the moment. We'll see. Give it another month or something. I want it to be good, but... Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the surge, and that was a bit ropey to start with, and they patched that. So, we'll see. I, I read on on a website yesterday that they'd added a day one patch post release. Well, they hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't yet. <laughs> There's apparently some kind of patch that went up um, on Friday, um, but I, I've not actually heard anybody say that they've actually had the patch. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I I haven't. It's been on my hard drive, so it normally tells you in your automatic downloads, doesn't it? And I've yeah. had I've had nothing. So give it another week, and then if it doesn't, then I'm sure I'll probably delete it, and oh. it will go into my pile of not pile of shame because I don't I'm not embarrassed to play it. It's not a pile of regret. It'll just be a pile of like, the elephant's graveyard of a uh, of games I never touch. So yeah, that's been my week really, mostly just sort of trucking on with Tsushima and playing a bit more Switch now that I can not get crippling hand pain playing it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's to... that's not a that's not a negative um, review of the Switch. Like oh, I really sure. like it. It's just. I find it weird when consoles, like the Vita did it as well, if they haven't got grips on them, I find it really hard to hold because my fingers are used to being like on some sort of ergonomic or, you know, some sort of grip thing like a controller. So playing like a flat-backed mm. console, I find really awkward. But yeah, sorry, you were interested in what? Interested in your uh, review for the Venom stuff because the grip seems to have made a real difference to your enjoyment mm. of the Switch. It really has. Like, I think I was finding it hard to do the dual analog thing because I couldn't have anything to hold the back of the Switch, so it was making it a bit floaty. Uh, not like joystick drift floating. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but having that that backing on my palms to to take the weight of the console to use the sticks made it makes it a lot easier. And like the shoulder buttons as well. So uh, awesome. yeah, it's been it's been good. And I'll I'll write a review this week about them. Cool. I mean, um, one of them one of them's a charging stand, so it'll be yeah, it charges. <laughs> charges, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the the meat of the review is what I want to yeah. see. Yeah, it charges and it stands. It's great. Uh, Mr. Toby Anderson, what have you been playing this week, sir? Um, I have also been uh, haunting the, Mon- the Mongols in uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I'm on, I finished Act 2, so I'm a bit ahead of Greg now. I'm on Act 3, third area. It's very snowy, that's all I'll say about that. Um, cold area. But uh, not, just, not much to say this time. I've said what I need to say about Ghost of Tsushima. It's a long game, and... I do think searching for Inari shrines gets a little dull after a while, but it's a great game still, overall. I have been playing uh, Willie Morgan and the Curse of Bone Town again. Again? Um, again, yeah. So we played it for preview, and uh, now I've been playing it for review. Um, mm. But I can't say a lot about it. Um, it's under embargo until the 11th. Um, point and <laughs> click. That's so funny. You wrote a preview for it, but you can't talk about it. <laughs> I can't talk about it now again. I'm under a new, a whole new embargo on that one. Um, so yeah, um, but it's a point and click adventure involving pirates. Um, and um, yeah, you'll see my review uh, shortly. I've also been playing uh, Spitlings, which is a, uh, I've been playing it on Steam, but it's a Space Invaders sort of puzzle party game um, with lots of little square shaped critters to collect. Um, and the review for that should be due on Monday, um, but I can't say much else, obviously. And my favourite one I've been playing this week 
is uh, Valhalla or VA11 Hall A, however you pronounce that, but Valhalla, um, cyberpunk bartender action. I finally completed it last night at midnight or just a couple of minutes after midnight. Um, and yeah, really, really, really enjoyed that game. I've never really played a visual novel properly before. I started a couple and never really got into them, but that one has been really fantastic, really beautiful, heartfelt, interesting dialogue-centric game, lots of story, lots of really good characters. I really enjoyed getting secret characters that are related in this shared universe to um, another game called 2064 Read Only Memories. Um, I really liked that it was sort of half the cast was LGBTQ characters um, and it felt really really in place, like not like the opposite of out of place. Um, to have a sort of futuristic spectrum like that, it would have been weaker without it, I think. Because um, if you imagine a world like Deus Ex or Cyberpunk 2077, all these big cyberpunk games are very sexually diverse um, and gender diverse, so it felt very in keeping. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I have since started, within the last three hours, um, 2064 read-only memories, because I thought I will go and find out who the secret characters are, and I'll start that one as well. And um, that's been, yeah, it started well. It's a little detective story um, where you're on the on the trail of a, a guy. It's a bit like, um, what's the video game crazy film um, that Greg doesn't like the second one of? Second Ready Player One. Ready Player One. It's like the, it's like the central mystery of Ready Player One where the guy goes missing and then you've got to track down stuff about him. Um, and he's a and he's a whiz with AI and things like that. It's it's got a central mystery a bit like that. But I'm I'm interested. It's um it started well, and I'll carry I'll carry that one on. Um, and that's been my week really. Obviously, I've finished off a couple of ones that are up for review already. But um, you can read the reviews of those um on the website like Fight Grab and things. Um, but those are the new ones. Uh, yeah, I saw a uh, Let's Play of Fight Grab the other day. <laughs> Man, it, it, it sure is something, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's better as a let's play probably than playing it um and if um mm. if greg was thinking that the controls were floaty on hellpoint then you should try fight grab mm. it will take a full two seconds for the claw Lag- to come laggy. swinging in yeah really laggy um and uh it, it's a bit of a crazy game oh crap crab crab mm. crab ah crab, crab. Oh, crab. <laughs> <laughs> ah, crab. <laughs> There's a fantastic like um, anime theme tune at the very beginning, oh, which really? <laughs> really lends itself to awful voiceovers like that. <laughs> well, like a like a sort of like Pokemon style TV entry. Oh, it's way worse than the Pokemon one. Um, wow. it's it's really like eighties terrible. You do it, you will probably offend half the people of this podcast. Oh, no, like, I love it. At the like same Pokemon. at the same time as I say it's um it's a terrible theme tune. It's a fantastic theme tune as well. It's like that B movie brilliant. You're my best friend. Yeah. It's like that. (laughs) 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 Gotta catch them all. Fight crab. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta cut them all. Fight you crab. Yeah, mate, I'm going to buy fight crab. Looks fun. (laughs) Uh, Mr. Sean Davies, what have you been playing this week, sir? Or what haven't you been playing this week? Before we move on, I need to know, does Fight, have fight Club, Fight Crab... Fight Crab. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fight crab. <laughs> I'm not supposed that's to gonna, talk about one of that's those. Gonna gonna, new, <laughs> that's going to be my new expletive laugh, I bang my toe. Ah, Fight Crab. <laughs> <laughs> does it have online multiplayer? Uh, it definitely has multiplayer, and I'm pretty sure it was online, yes. Okay. okay. Does that defeat the purpose of Fight Club? Crab. That's you right, can't tell anyone about it, but you've got to find them through the... Yeah. That's right. It, it's, it's launched on Switch, and I just, I've got the feeling that I can sit and play in Fight Ross on that for. Uh, I I've not played well, in the last seven days or so, uh, but I think oh, when uh, I did, sorry, I tried out some online battles. Yeah. Ross. Well, you know, I, I can't see you going out and buying it, to be honest, Greg. 
<laughs> yeah, he's got a point. Not after my glowing recommendation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got a point there. <laughs> so what have I been playing? I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. I finally started it. Yay! Hey. Have I got time to make coffee while you talk through your... Uh... Uh, no, I, I'm going to be quick. Don't you? How many Crikey. games? Yeah, coffee. Yeah, enough. Uh, there's, there's there's five games I can't talk about too. So, <laughs> <laughs> espresso. You might be able to get an espresso. Oh, mate, I got work tomorrow. I don't want a fucking espresso. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ghost of Tsushima is brilliant. It's, it's it's gorgeous. Even on my bog standard PS4, if this was a multi-platform, it would have would have sold tens of millions of copies. And I don't get a lot of the criticism for this game. You know, the people saying that it's it's like it's another Assassin's Creed game because it's really not. It's really different. And I'm really impressed with how they've innovated on the, the you know, the, the usual open world formula. And I'm very impressed. I'm going to carry on playing it, which is, is uh, like a big thing for me at the minute. So it's, a, it's like review a game and then move on. Talking of reviewing games, um, I've been playing a game called Relicta, which is coming out on Tuesday this week. There will be a review on the website. I'm embargoed on it, but it's it's a cool game about uh, giving blocks gravity, taking that gravity away, polarizing them magnetically. It's it's a first person puzzle game that will blow your mind. And uh, make make sure you check out that review on Tuesday. I've been playing Rogue Company still, and God, that game's good. If you like multiplayer third person shooters, go and get it. Uh, I can't review it at the minute because it's in like a beta situation. And we are currently desperately trying to get our reviews included on some kind of aggregation site, and they don't like early access reviews going up. So my review is almost written, uh, and I cannot publish it until it goes live. But uh, okay. I was going to write a thing about a certain game, but now I'm not going to. I'm going to wait till it's fully released. Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I I started writing my review because they sent me a review copy from Rogue, Rogue Company, and then I went onto this particular review aggregation site, <laughs> and uh, I saw that the PS4 version hadn't actually been released and releases later this year. So I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, uh, this is like a preview now." So there will be a preview of Rogue Company up on the site at some point, and there will be a review at some point. But it, it's brilliant if you like those. If you like third-person shooters, just go and get it because it's really good. Um, I've also been playing uh, Teenage Blob and The Milky Way Prince, but I can't talk about either of those because I'm embargoed until the 12th and 13th of this month. But that's what I've been playing. Is that not one game, Teenage Blob and The Milky Bar Prince? I wish it was. Oh, that's what I thought. I thought, I thought. What a great name. What a great name. But no, okay. This month is, is really great for games that have, have got odd names, like Milky Way Prince and Teenage Blob. I mean... Mm-hmm. It's just a cracking month for stupid names for games. Is it a period game? What? Teenage, Teenage Blood. Blood. Oh. oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it took me a second, but that was gross. <laughs> Sorry. I'm, I'm just eating chocolate. But for you said period, I thought you meant like a period drama. No, yeah. And I'm, and I'm Same like, here. Yeah, like it had <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter in it or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, like, like a Downton Abbey type thing and then it, I just well, I just thought period blob ah <laughs> Mr. Darcy I seem to have <laughs> oh. come on yeah, Mr. Darcy I seem to have lost my jam rag god oh, anyway <laughs> apologise apologise to every female listeners I'm sorry I work in a medical profession so I probably shouldn't call it that that's no fucking excuse <laughs> <laughs> 
Welcome to episode 69 of the Thinking Guns podcast. The grossest podcast. Yeah, we started bad anyway. Can we, can so, we yeah. title this like 69, the gross one? Oh dear. Uh, this is the last Ooh. podcast, isn't it? This is where we get cancelled. I think we've sealed our own fate, yeah. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> the last list of you. Roscoe, what have you been playing? I've been playing Rogue Company, uh, which is a game that uh, Sean has also been playing. We had one night together. Um, in the video and game, you I, I, I should stress. Hey, there it is! <laughs> hey, strong sixty-nine. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> who's the dangler? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Oh man, I checked, and I no. had a, and I, I'm, I'm had a really good time with it. It's fast and frenetic. You don't really have a lot of time to think about your games. You kind of dropped in, and it's like, right, well, you gotta, you gotta kill the other team, or you're dead, and. Yeah, the games are quick. I played five or six minutes for each one, and it's, it's yeah, it's a good laugh. Uh, me and Sean and I had a good time. We won one game in our uh, sort of hour and a half, I guess, that we played, and we had a good time. So that was fun. I thought I'd check out um, EA's Rocket Arena, which is also quite fun, actually. Um, nice and it, cheap at the moment. It's currently £4.24 on PSN, and I think it's a similar price on other platforms as well. And it's just been added to EA Access, if you're a subscriber to that. And yeah, it does not justify its twenty four ninety nine launch price at all. But it's fun, you know. It's a, it's an arena shooter in a similar vein to kind of Overwatch and Battleborn, R.I.P. And it's yeah, again, it's fast and pretty hardcore. It's not easy, but it's fun, and it's definitely uh, definitely deserves an audience. I'm assuming the people I was playing with were the six other people that are currently playing the game. But it was it was fun. It was fun, and I, I do recommend checking it out if you have £4.24 burning in your pocket currently. i was been playing a game called Fall Guys, which I've been playing all weekend on the Steam uh, technical test beta. First up, I don't know how the hell this thing is running on my laptop. I have no idea. I thought I'd just turn it on just to give it a go. I turned on low graphics, whatever that means, and it just worked like an absolute dream, and I was playing it most of the weekend. It's everything I wanted Fall Guys to be. <laughs> it's, abs- it's an absolute blast. It's hours and hours and hours of fading miserably and then finally getting that one sweet, sweet final place. I haven't won one yet. I've played loads of games. haven't won one yet. Got to the final a few times. I think I probably ended up second or third on a couple of games. But it's just... It looks, ab- like, it looks like a bit of a Takeshi's Castle sort of a thing. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is, essentially. It's absolutely bonkers, you know. It's you and 59 other players. And you just got to... No, not six nine, unfortunately. But you, uh, yeah, yeah, I know they really missed a trick on that one. But they, yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. It's exactly what you think. It's a lot harder than it looks. It's really quite difficult. Um, getting eliminated in the first round is quite a common thing. If you just don't get a good start, you've got to really be out of the gate swinging pretty quickly in order to qualify for the next rounds. But yeah, it's just a lot of fun, and it's free to download on PS Plus from Tuesday. So from tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day this goes up. So if you're a PS Plus subscriber, do not miss it because it's going to be a really, really good time. I think it's going to be massive. I think it's going to be Rocket League sort of-esque massive with this PS Plus deal that they've got. And it's so much fun. So yeah, I heartily recommend it. And I will take anyone on because it's going to be a lot of fun challenging, uh, challenging you guys to, uh, to fool guys. How does, uh, how does multiplayer work? Um, I don't know if you can tell from the beta, but can you, can you have a party and go into the same match? Uh, yes. And how long do matches normally last? Um, anything from two minutes to 30 seconds. And do you get given like a position that you finished in? Uh, no. So you just fall yeah. up rounds. So if like you, first yeah. round, first round. Okay, cool. Okay. 
if you're not first, you're last, sort of thing. <laughs> you know? Fair enough, fair enough. I'm yeah. just uh, just wondering. No, yeah, it's it's great. We'll uh, we'll jump on this week, and uh, I'll uh, I'll show you the ropes because it's just it's so much fun, so nice. much fun, and I'm really excited that it's free because it's going to get a massive audience, and it fully deserves it. So yeah, be sure to check it out this week on PS Plus. Um, I haven't been playing Ghost this week because after the conversation we had earlier this week about playing it on a 1080p TV, it really did hurt my feelings. And so that same day, oh, I'm I, sorry, I went and bought. No, it's it's my own feelings that that I hurt. I was like, I, 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 thought I, we, I thought we were rubbing it in. No, 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 no. It's just like I can't do this to the game. The game deserves more than this. <laughs> and so I went and ordered myself a new TV, and that's coming this week. Nice. What'd you go for? Um, I went for a 58-inch 4K TV. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, it was on a very good deal in in, in Argos. Um, so Shit, I was like, people, are, people are going to think we get paid for this. I know, right? I know, yeah, we did, we did this for free. I don't know how it happened, but it just did. And now it's done. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to play Ghost properly now with like big screen, 4K, soundbar, proper visuals, proper audio, Ooh. doing it right. And I realized I spent more time in the photo mode than anything else. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, just, I just love like doing a showdown and then as soon as you hit that like that sweep and then you got the claret coming out or like just jumping off a cliff and finding a, a nice sunset to look at yeah i'm trying to capture a really nice aerial assassination shot but it's oh, hard nice. because you either get like the motion blur of Jin, or you get he's out of focus you're not blurring but out of focus and i'm like no hmm. focus on him not the target and it's really hard to do nice i look forward to seeing those pictures no it's fine I've got. I, I haven't posted a lot of them, but I just keep saving them, like screenshots to my hard drive. So that's really where all my um my one terabyte hard drive's going. Mm. If you get a uh, a really good photo mode, I remember when Horizon Zero Dawn came out. There's an mm. article on possibly finger guns or maybe PS Gamer of just like my favorite screenshots from this game. Have you uh, have you played around with the tracking shots yet? Not yet. No. If you do the photo mode and it's the first option that comes up, it will like new new shot. Press X. So you you move it like you, you take a shot and then you move the camera to the next bit, but it doesn't, it doesn't snap them together like a slideshow. It actually follows where you move the camera to take a shot. So it's like a panning shot. You know, um, I mean, I'm segueing a little bit here. Do you remember, have you ever seen any of the behind the scenes when they do the bullet time for the matrix? Like the green oh, yeah. Like they, the hundred got, like, cameras that were surrounding. Yeah. 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 Or, or like the, um, the, have you seen, um, Kubo and the two strings, the Leica claymation? Oh yes. Yeah. A bit like that. You see the camera set up, so it's on different stands. But mm. well, that's what this does. You can move the camera, tracking shot, move the camera, tracking shot. So when you've, the, the, the picture's still static as such, but you if you've got like your standoff and you've taken out three enemies, you can do like a nice little sweeping pan around the three enemies that are all Oof. like stuck in the throes of dying. Ooh. Yeah, okay. it's, it's pretty, um, it's, that's probably all the hours I've gone into. Mm, nice. What I'm microphone are you using tonight? I'm using the one you gave me. It's working again. It sounds really good. Yeah, it's, I don't know what I was doing last week, but I've just plugged it in again, and it's way now. Okay. Segway. But yeah, it's for yeah. Hey, congratulations on your great microphone, Greg. Yes. <laughs> it was given uh, to you by someone I know. Oh, he must. He sounds like a stand-up guy. I can't lie, we're on podcast. Okay, that's fair. Uh, right then, let's move on to this week's quiz, and I don't have an intro for him, unfortunately, yet. Maybe I should get an intro oh. for everyone. I know, I'm sorry. But for the first time... In 69 episodes, Toby Anderson is doing this week's quiz. Drum roll. Toby Anderson, he likes animals. <laughs> There's a, uh, this, this game's quiz is going to be on the theme of video game monsters and creatures. In keeping with uh, the theme of Toby likes animals, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Think you got a chance? 
No. Anyone confident? If it's unless one of the questions is what do you pet and follow in Ghost of Tsushima? Not really. It was it was almost a question, oh, but what? it's not anymore. <laughs> well, because everyone would get it. Yeah. You know, 10 million, nearly 10 million foxes have been petted in this game. Yeah, I saw those stats. Cool. <laughs> Mad. It's very dependent on how deep cut you get with this. Because okay. yeah. I think I know the name of like kind of triple A animal companions or protagonists. But I mean, like, yeah. I love Shadow of the Colossus, but if you ask me to name the eighth Colossus, <laughs> I'd be like, nope. Uh, no, I've not gone for Shadow of the Colossus. But it's, it, it's generally triple A, a couple of others. Uh, so we okay. should, you should be fine. Cool. Okay. Everyone ready? See you. Yes. All right, so question one. Uh, name the three legendary birds from the original 150 Pokemon in oh red, blue, or yellow. I'm out. Oh, no. Name the three <laughs> legendary birds from the original 150 Pokemon in Pokemon red, blue, or yellow. Uh, you can hear Sean just like rubbing his hands together and cackling it way at himself, can you? <laughs> He has gone on mute, so probably. No, I've, I know two. I'm really struggling with the third. Oh, you can have a point for each, so that's good. Oh, hero. Point for oh, each. God. <laughs> okay, um, question two. Name the first full monster, the first main monster that you hunt in Monster Hunter World. Oh, I should know this, because I've played it with you. Oh, such great bias. There's great bias there, isn't there? Whoops. <laughs> no, because I've forgotten it. Okay. Hopefully you've forgotten it. Name the first full monster that you hunt in Monster Hunter World. The first proper boss. Proper boss? Proper boss. Not one of the little species that, that you can't catch you can't, things. You can't lose your roots, Toby. I know you, you've got more of a Somerset accent. <laughs> My roots aren't Somerset. No, you're Watford, aren't you? But I yeah, know Watford. You've been here long enough that you picked up yeah. like a, a loop. There's a bit of a sort of yeah hybrid somewhere. Essex, Essex Somerset twine. <laughs> uh, question three. By what name are chickens better known in the Zelda franchise? I know one! <laughs> Good. I feel like I've just Toby'd Toby's own quiz. You're going to get like a 2 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, by what name are chickens better known in the Zelda franchise? Thank God for this. Question 4. Name the species of robot dinosaur in Horizon Zero Dawn that have a large tank of either flammable or freeze fluid. <sighs> and for a bonus, name the other fire or frost type robot exclusive to the Frozen Wilds DLC. God, you are such a nerd. Guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish Frozen Wilds. You probably still, still encountered them. Oh, there's the ones in the Start of it. I'm not going to give you any clues, but you probably no. still encountered them. Sean, Sean gives us clues. No, he doesn't. Uh, question four again. Name the species of robot dinosaur in Horizon Zero Dawn that have a large tank of either flammable or freeze fluid on their backs. For a bonus, name the oh. other fire or frost type robot exclusive to the Frozen Wilds DLC. So there's two points there. Not, not three, two. Question five. What is the name and race of the anthropomorphic rat woman in Final Fantasy IX? What is the name and the race of the anthropomorphic rat woman in Final Fantasy IX? So two points. Uh, 
Are these hard or are these? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Very obscure. Well, that was an old school one, but it's not obscure. It's a well popular game. I'm thinking of the one from Final Fantasy XII. Ah, uh, yes. I know her name. Uh, yeah, I can think of her name, but not her race. Maybe. I think I know. I think I've probably got a better guess at that one than the Final Fantasy <laughs> one. Okay, uh, what is the name and race of the anthropomorphic rat woman in Final Fantasy IX? And question six. What are the zombie variants called in the Dead Space series? So what are the zombie variants called in the Dead Space series? You mean, you mean what are they called overall? What do they generally call them, yeah. Right, okay, I thought you meant specific types of them. Not a particular one. No. Oh, thank God for that. The overall name. Yeah, I got, I got you. Oh lord. Thank god for the frozen wilds. You've got one. You know, yeah. Dead Space. <laughs> I haven't played Dead Space, no. <gasps> Dead Space, so good. I want an HD remake of all three. HD trilogy, please. I'll get on the phone to EA right now. Yeah. And question seven. What is the name of the flying squid-like creature in Gears of War that the locust often fly into battle? Lots of tentacles, flying squid-like creatures. What is the name of the flying squid-like creature in Gears of War that the locust often fly into battle? Can we change the points on this one so whoever's got the lowest score in the end, like golf, wins? No, that'd be Greg Bias. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he's, he's been a bit of a cruel taskmaster. <laughs> comes, <laughs> comes in, comes in late. Extra points so the, right on the first question. Come comes on. in late in the year of podcasting and then just absolutely stuffs us all with a quiz of his own. <laughs> uh, ready for question eight? No. Yeah. Uh, so everyone remembers the Bloody Baron quests in Witcher 3. But what was the species name of the cursed baby creature in that story? I know that one! I think Greg knows that one. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> so everyone remembers the Bloody Baron quests at the beginning of The Witcher 3. But what was the species name of the cursed baby creature in that story? Ah, that can go two ways, though. Okay. I got one answer. But <laughs> okay. You, I, 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 mm. Is there a sort of... Are you thinking that particular creature has another version? Oh. What well, I can't say because that would give away what I'm thinking. But yeah, the main, basically, the main basically, name that's mentioned by a number of characters. During basically, that if it's not the answer that I give, then I will kick off. Okay, cool. <laughs> the quick, can I ask you? Is 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 the answer that you're thinking begin with a B? Yeah. Okay. Right. So I, I think we might have the same grievance then. <laughs> we'll find out with Quizmaster yeah, okay. Zero. Okay. You know. <laughs> was this? Oh, we might uh, have a contested one there. Was this particular name mentioned in the Witcher Netflix TV series? I haven't watched it. Could have been. Yeah. Okay, because that's my only form of reference for this question. I Could don't think it was at all. But uh, it's, a, damn it's it, a famous Sean. thing. It's in the Bestiary or whatever you call it. Okay. Off to Google. Uh, Page, uh, sorry, question nine, rather. Um, another Pokemon one. So name the three evolutions of Eevee from the original 150 Pokemon. And for a bonus, name the latest evolution from the sixth generation. So that would be Omega, Ruby, or Alpha, Sapphire, or X and Y. 
I'm going to upset you, Toby. <laughs> I get a point for each of these as well. Uh, you get a point <laughs> for all of those, yes. So that's up to four points there. Would you like every EV evolution? I can... If you can give me the... <laughs> no, no. I haven't got a list of those right here. Um, I've got my four. Uh, so the question nine was, name the three evolutions of EV from the original 150 Pokemon. So that's three points. And then for a bonus point, name the latest evolution from X and Y or Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. There are four other evolutions oh, on top of these four. So that's eight. It's like a different language. <laughs> nerds, man. Nerds. I mean, nerds. Surrounded by nerds um, all the time. Question 10, last one. Uh, Daxter is everyone's favourite smart-mouthed what that in Jack favorite. and Daxter? It's your favourite smart No, everyone's. Uh, what species is Daxter? Amazing. This was the best quiz ever. Uh. <laughs> God, why do we invite um, you in? Question 10 again. Daxter is everyone's favourite smart-mouthed what in da Jack and Daxter? What species is Daxter? Annoying. He is annoying, but that's not him. It's not a trick question because he starts... Uh, oh, fuck it. I don't care. I've lost this. <laughs> <laughs> cool. There you we go. That's 10. Okay. Well done, Toby. I Run have up. a uh, tiebreaker ready if we need it. I don't think so. Cheers, Toby. Cool. Thank you for uh, making me feel really, really bad about my gaming yeah, knowledge. Yeah, cheers, man. Thanks for taking away 20 right, years no of knowledge. It's just demolishing it. <laughs> you show me up in front of all three of our fans. Uh, <laughs> please sign up to our Patreon. Right. <laughs> Let's move on then to this week's news. And there's been a kind of a hotbed of little things here and there. Nothing major this week, really, apart from kind of a, some fallout from the Xbox showcase, which we'll get into a little bit later. But first, we want to talk about the pricing of next gen and the slow build that Sony and Microsoft are both doing to reveal release dates and prices for their very shiny, very probably expensive upcoming systems. Now, we've heard little tidbits and rumors that Sony will be doing an event this month. Um, nothing's been confirmed yet at the time of recording, but it seems like this may be the month that Sony tread first, but we don't know for sure. So, I'm going to throw this one over to uh, Mr. Sean Davies to see if he has any ideas, any kind of like insider knowledge as to what the hell's going on or why don't we know at least two or three months out of these releases, why don't we know when they are or how much they're going to cost you? That's kind of what I wanted to talk about it because I think it's, I think this is probably the latest we've ever had a price for a console. I can't yeah, think I mean, of it's normally a, it's normally an E3 drop, isn't it? Yeah, or, or you know, you know, at least six months in order to save up money for a next gen console. Yeah, um, but we're, we're 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 nowhere near that right now, and I think both Microsoft and Sony have confirmed they will be doing something in August. We're expecting the Sony one to be a state of play, and Microsoft have said that they are going to do something later in the month. So, I guess we're going to see the price of both, and it looks like Sony going to go first because theirs is going to be. Probably this week. So between now and the eleventh, um, that's the current um, very strongly suggested rumor, which has been doing the rounds and no one has shut down. So it looks as though within the next couple of weeks, we will know the price and release days of the PS Five. Also, the rumor on the grapevine is the PS Five is going to come out significantly cheaper than the Xbox. Series X. Yeah, this is another thing I wanted to mention because the way Xbox are stationing the Series X as the most powerful thing, 
And if we look at One X as an example, I don't know about you guys, but isn't it just kind of obvious that Xbox is going to be more expensive? Don't you think that regardless of what Sony do, they're going to, they are going to not un- undercut them by any means because the Series X is going to be a beast, much like the One X was when it came out. Do you think they're going to push for the higher price because they're trying to be more of a spread out kind of service? Possibly, yeah. And I think the, the, the lock car or the Series S will probably yeah. be their entry level one. Yeah, I mean, like it, they did with the, the 360, we had the 4 gig and the. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or the, the hard driveless one. Do you remember that? That was stupid, wasn't it? It was stupid. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, the, the Xbox Series X is undoubtedly the more powerful console. And I've been looking into it a lot this week to see that, you know, the, the, there's like an RDNA architecture where, which is, it's like a unified architecture, architecture for graphical processing units. And the Xbox Series X is on RDNA 2 and the PS5 is apparently on like a hybrid between 1 and 2. And the, the most recent rumor is the fact that Sony expected Microsoft to go with RDNA 1 and that's what they did. And then they saw that the Xbox, the Series X was going to be like a massive jump in graphical power. So they, they've kind of gone a bit of a hybrid in between the two. So it's apparently got features of the RDNA 1 and some features of RDNA 2, but it's not like a standard graphical processor, which is really interesting because that might be difficult to use. That might be difficult for people to get around. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really interesting. Um, but, you know, undoubtedly on paper, the Xbox Series X should cost more because it is a more powerful console. But we shall see. I think we talked about this on the PS5 reveal reaction um, video we did or the, the podcast following it. But do you think there's going to be a significant difference between the digital edition of the PS5 and the main one? Or will it be by like 20 or 30, 40 pounds? I, I think it's going to be a big difference. And I say that because um, I think that they, that Sony have realized that, you know, in the last year, something like 50% of all Sony's stuff has been digital. And coming into from the, the PS3 to the PS4, that was 5%. 5% of all digital sales, so of all sales were digital going from the PS3 to the PS4. Now it's 50% at the end of this generation. I think they are going to be wanting to basically say, you buy our game, your games from us on the store and you know they'll, they'll still be the same, you know, they'll still be top whack. Um, but you know, the, the digital and people know that they can game share. And, you know, when there's a sale, you can pick up decent games. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are, are, are purely digital now. So it's, I, I think there's going to be a price difference because I think Sony know that they can, they can make it up within, within a year. I think yeah. it's, going to, it's going to be significantly cheaper because they get like 30% cut on, on all of the games, don't they? So, and, and 100% for their own game. So it, it's, it's worthwhile trying to get people into the digital architecture rather than the physical. Uh, so I do think that one will be significantly cheaper. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Because that's the I one hope. I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same here. Like, you know, it's, it's, I, I no longer can be asked to go up and do and change the disc from my PS4. So if it's all there on the hard drive, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the days of changing discs are over, damn it. Uh, Toby, have you got any um, thoughts on who do you think is going to 
kind of peak up first, Xbox or PlayStation? I'm not sure about who's going to go first, but I do think that Xbox will go higher, um, mainly because I don't think they're really trying... To, their, their business model is different. I don't think they're really trying to sell the console much anymore. I think they're... you know, and We've seen this over the last few um, few months where you know, these these announcements have happened. They're selling Game Pass. They're not selling the console. They're they're really bigging up the Game Pass over the you know over that time and over the next year to two year sort of time frame. Where I wonder if they're just not so much playing chicken with PlayStation, but just sort of waiting for PlayStation to do its thing, and then come eighteen months down the line, they'll say, "Well, this is now when we're going to stop production, and this is now well, no, sorry, not production. They've already done that, but this is now when we're going to stop you know making games for." the last generation and when we're actually going to move forward which then forces people to upgrade much later when there isn't a console war happening do you see what i mean so i just i think they've recently changed the name of xbox game pass to just game pass there's been far more sort of you know every single thing you've seen on all these announcements is game pass etc they're clearly going digital pretty much digital only if they can um you know but um there'll they'll obviously be these other options but that's where their focus lies. So I just wonder if they're just leaving it later and being quite happy to say, yeah, it's the most powerful console. It will be a bit more expensive, but you don't need to have it just yet. Only the people who really want high fidelity graphics will purchase it straight away and they'll get the benefit out of it. And everyone else will get that promise um, that Sean mentioned last week, um, you know, that things won't be a problem for a, a year to two years time. You'll still be able to play all the games on the other console and that will suit me just fine. I'll keep my previous one. But then eventually you'll get forced into doing it. And when you get forced into doing it, it won't be at the time when a PlayStation 5 has suddenly got all these exclusives ready. It will be a time when PlayStation 5 is quiet a year and a half down the line. Do you see what I mean? So Sony would be, I reckon, um, well-placed to have something like a, a number of exclusives ready for the moment when that time frame happens. So they can bring these out and say, if you're thinking about upgrading your Xbox, now's the time to jump to PS5. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't know. That, that's what I'm thinking. So it, it's it's really that Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. That's their, that seems to be their real business model. And it makes so much sense. So it, I'm seeing more and more the, the value idea that they talked about. If you're going to spend 50 to 70 quid per game release on these things, but on the Xbox, I can get them, you know, as part of my subscription, then... I'm going to pay I'm going to play as many of the big games as I can on the Xbox Game Pass because it's going to be lighter on my wallet to do so. All those 14 indies that we saw, I'm clearly going to be playing them there. I'm going to be playing Halo there. I'm going to be playing all the exclusives there. But any of the ones that are third party, that's where I'm going to be making the decision to play them on Xbox. Yeah, that's but a great point. No, it's no. interesting. Yeah, it is. It is weird and it Xbox are going, here's the Series X, but I mean, you don't really need it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's exactly it's what they said, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it's so strange. You know, it's like this is the most powerful console, but don't get it if you don't want to. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like there's this weird balance right now. They're putting all their stuff into Game Pass, which is amazing. You can't, you know, you can't knock it at all. Um, on a from a consumer benefit, you know, obviously that showcase last week, every single thing they showed is part of your subscription, and that's amazing. And they should be pushing it, but. I don't know. Dropping the Xbox from the title is a is a move. I'm not quite. Yeah, that's sh- an that's an X Cloud sort of a move, in my opinion. Mm, they're going towards sh- that thing where they're not really. You don't need the Xbox to play this thing. It's the Game Pass. It's the Game Pass, as in 
who cares which console it's on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Phil Spencer has talked down the fact that Game Pass will appear on other consoles for the time being recently. Uh, I think people were kind of presuming it would be a Switch thing, maybe a PS5 thing down the line, but Phil Spencer said, no, that's not going to happen. And so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that, that thing, but what we were talking about last week, you know, we could see Game Pass on, you know, Amazon Fire Sticks and, yeah, or things like that. You know, it's, it's very straight, obviously, things that need to have a hard drive or they could be xCloud. Oh, I don't know. It's all very confusing. <laughs> um, uh, Greg, where do you stand on the uh, the pricing for these systems at the moment? I know, I know we're kind of we're shifting away from wanting a Series X, but again, do we really need one? And can we focus our time and money on however expensive the PS5 is going to be? I don't know the answer I had prepared wasn't to do with that question at all. Okay, <laughs> think, uh, no, uh, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. No, I was just say. I was just going to say at this point, I kind of wonder why they're still in this stalemate about pricing because it seems that. Xbox, I, don't, I know we've said before, like we've kicked the Xbox um, recently over a few weeks. I don't want to say they've give, given up, but it seems like the Xbox are going a different path to what PlayStation's trying to do. And why are they still at loggerheads, or, you know, waiting to see who blinks first about a price when they're not running the same race anymore? You know, it seems like PlayStation's going for the marathon and Xbox is going for the relay where it's trying to pass on the baton to other services and such. So why they're still waiting to see who drops the ball or the price first and then go, ah, maybe it is just as simple as trying to you know, undercut the consumer. But the, the points we put forward about the Xbox being more aren't too far-fetched. So yeah. why would that be a big issue if Xbox goes, here is a price, and then Sony goes, here is the price, N minus 50, or you know, N minus a little bit more for its digital versions, that kind of thing. So I don't really know. Um, I, I, I agree with you there, but I think that's partly because neither of them want their, their reputation to be Oh, what? No, one wants, no one wants to be the, the PS3, the Xbox 360, ah, 499 at launch, while well, ours is 300. Fiasco yeah, again, doesn't yeah. it? It's, 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 it's ruminations from that, not ruminations, uh, repercussions from that. It's that shoe was on the other foot kind of thing. Xbox don't want to be the, the PS3, with a high price, and Sony go, no, don't pay that, pay this. Yeah, they don't want. To, nobody wants to get dunked on. No, and and both both of them have got a lot of momentum behind them for different reasons at the minute. Hmm. Um, but you know, all it takes is like one major PA, PR faux pas, and they can end up giving away Sega. Sure. Um, <laughs> Who? Sega. Sorry. What's a What's a Dreamcast? <laughs> but yeah. You're right. Um, it doesn't make sense why they're, they're holding off. I miss playing Shinobi on my Sega. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think then that you know, going down that road that with Xbox, you know, releasing two systems um, this coming down, but also going, you know, if you want to you be in the Xbox ecosystem, you don't need the consoles. Are we going to see another Xbox console after this? Well, do you think this could be like their, their sort of... I almost got a wonder swan then. Um... Swan song, song. Swan yeah. song of a oh, Swan song of a console. Like this, this might be their final hurdle in the race, and they go, "This is our all or nothing bet." Well, I mean, it depends how Game Pass takes off this generation, right? Yeah, it depends how well Game Pass and the whole X Cloud thing takes off. Yeah, because if if they do manage, like we, we've said before about, it, if they do manage to let you play X Cloud on obviously your phone, your your other consoles, then it's going to be like the lawnmower man style thing at the end of the film where he gets into the internet, you know, it's like we've won, we've, we've infiltrated other consoles. Spoiler so, alert. 
Oh, come on. Lawnmower Man's, 20... <laughs> Lawnmower Man's 26 years old. Spoiler alert. Shut up. Have you not seen it? Sorry, no, of course I've seen it. <laughs> Shut up then. Um, I've lost my train of thought. Thanks, dickhead. <laughs> I've lost my train of thought now. Um, yeah, so they might, like you say, it might just be their, their final push to say, here is it. This could be our last console. Make or break. They had a good run with the 360. They haven't had a good run with the one. X1, 1X, whatever it is. Mm. Shot themselves in the foot with the naming convention. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's such an interesting time because Xbox is shifting to such a degree that Sony releasing a PS6 may look dated in a few years' time. Sure. We're like, oh my God, another console? Really? You know, yeah, I've I mean, got all my games on my phone. How much further can we push like graphical capacity? We can't until we move into fully realized 3D Ready Player One style worlds. And now I've got Ready Player One stuck on my head because of fucking Toby. <laughs> just ruining your night, aren't I? In, you, just inception. <laughs> well, I mean, you're like one of my best mates and all, but you've just put a, a massive quiz out and then <laughs> you just managed to sort of incept, incept Ready Player One into my memory. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting time. And I don't know, maybe it's for people like us, like the people that are really invested. We love pricing and we love knowing maybe they're just playing the game keeping us all interested towing the line as it were you might even find somehow down the line they do like a big old like when we were kids and it was it was always nintendo versus sega yeah you know we might even see a massive collaboration one day they might just all go look let's stop the feud and the fuss and let's uh join forces <laughs> remember when we thought there was going to be a sega series x and it turned out to be a game gear <laughs> yeah, I always wanted the um what you just described with Sega and Nintendo before they brought out Sega. the Switch. Sega, um, is that wrong as well? There's no, there's no, there's no R in it. <laughs> Sega. Um, right, yeah, wanted... I've got the new Sonic and Hedgehog game in it. <laughs> I always wanted the uh, Nint- Nintendo systems before Switch came out to just sort of ditch the systems and just be on PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to buy a third console every time. Um, so for the last sort of two or three generations, I've kind of wanted that to happen anyway. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, this is the first time I've had three consoles in a while. Like, three three current consoles. And the Switch doesn't get as much love at the moment. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're just sort of hypothetically predicting the future now. I don't know what to expect. Like, Sony are going to ride this one. Like, it's... it's you, you saw... The, the the reaction to like the PS5 even from us you yeah. saw our PS5 reaction reveal which we did it live and we're like oh my god it's then the Xbox One none of us really what well, I know a couple of us did but like it was like all right I've forgotten half the games that are on it so that that in itself I know we don't speak for millions but that is a sentiment echoed by well look at the view count on the bloody PlayStation trailer yeah yeah I mean PlayStation in terms of numbers that reveal was enormous. Yeah. And uh, including us, which you can watch our reveal on YouTube right now. Oh, look at our happy little faces. Hey, how about that? Yeah, we smile and everything. Happy little faces. And then Paul, <laughs> who lives in the fastest UK area for broadband, five minutes later going, oh yeah, it's Spider-Man. Oh yeah, it's good, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bollocks to this. I can't fucking see anything. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. Yeah, if you get through to the end, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Bravo if you sit through the whole thing. Good Lord. All right, cool. So yeah, there's there's still a lot of unknowns, but it's all part of the fun of a console season, isn't it? We just don't know all these any of these things yet, and the answers will come soon. But what did come out this week was a kind of a survey has apparently shown that more than eighty five percent of gamers 
gamers are willing to buy a PS5, even though the console is inferior in power to the Xbox Series X. This is uh, reading from Hunter Mishi's article on segmentnext.com. The survey comes from the Polish gaming website Gry Online, with nearly 10,000 people responding to the survey. So, you know, a big array of gamers, all 10,000 of them. And yeah, there's not there's not a lot of news here. I think all of us on uh, the Thinking Guns podcast will be uh, delving into PS5 this year, perhaps maybe. <laughs> <I won't. laughs> except for Greg, oh, uh, you know, I'm waiting I, for my my massive my massive uh, well done paycheck from the NHS for. Oh yes, that well. one. Yeah, I'm yes. waiting for them to uh, convert the claps into some real actual. Yeah, you get a clap. Money. That's exactly <laughs> it. I've got more chance of getting the clap than I have getting pay rise. <laughs> Would you like uh, me? Toby and Sean to come out to your window and just clap for you. As long as you've got a PS5 in your hands, I don't really Can care. Can I sarcastically clap? <laughs> slow clap. You know, like real this, slow. This one. <laughs> this, is, this one, just one. Yes, well done, Greg. <laughs> Why the fuck am I clapping for Greg? I also work at the fucking NHS. And I'm there clapping Greg. You, I didn't ask you to come down. You live too far away. You've got like, mountains to climb over, haven't you? You're up north. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got chaps to go through when I, you know, <laughs> got to get through Mordor before you get to Somerset. <laughs> yeah, one does not simply clap for Greg. Can you imagine, like, that would be the, the, the biggest third party adventure game is the, the trip from Tortland to Stoke. Oh, you've, man. Got, you've got the water levels, <laughs> you've got the climbing the mountains before we get to you, you've got the, the sewer levels, which is probably well, the most boring stuff. adventure game yeah. idea from Greg here. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very niche market. I give you that. <laughs> and the then you got to walk the in... final level. Yeah. The final, the final boss is Sean and his five stages of kids. <laughs> walk the entirety of the M5. <laughs> Super exciting. Um, yeah, I mean, again, there's not a lot of news here, but Sean, as a man who does um, analyst stuff or used to uh, at the NHS, and we will clap for you as well, of course, you hero. But uh, what does this, what does this say that isn't completely obvious? Have you, have you looked at this and sort of like tried to delve into the, the depth of, it, of what it means? Oh, here we go. Here we go, lads. Well, the interesting thing, I mean, I think the, there's two surveys right now. There's one from the UK, which was 3,000 people, and there's one from you know, various different countries with 10,000 people. But the 85% was taken before the Xbox event recently. Ah. And it, obviously that, that will have changed... I don't know by how much and we'll obviously get another survey, but the interesting thing from this survey that really kind of got me was that more than half the people who responded were, were going to get or, or intended to get a console either at launch or within the next three months of the console launch. Now that's, that's people before they've even heard a price before they've, <laughs> before they've even seen, you know, the box of the, the PS five, they, they were, they were willing to go out and, you know, say I want a PS5. That brand has power now. That that is a lot of, a lot of people dedicated to that brand, and it's a, it's a really interesting time because I I didn't think that the given how good the end of this console generation has been, that many people would be instantly wanting to upgrade. You know, you look at the games that we've got right now. You know, Ghost of Tsushima, The Last of Us Part Two. We the PS4 is firing on all cylinders, and I didn't think as many people would be wanting to jump on the next generation as quickly but this this survey is pretty much saying yeah people do do have a hunger for next gen despite the fact that the mm. ps4 is is kicking ass so it's very interesting and in ps5's kind of way in sony's way is it like a if it ain't broke don't fix it for the next gen 
because they're they're knocking first parties out pretty quickly. Um, I, I don't Spidey know. and Horizon, etc. I, I I genuinely don't know. Obviously, the, there's been a big change at Sony. They've gone from you know regional teams to one centralized worldwide team under Mr. Hellman Hurst, whatever his name is, and it, you know I don't know if that's going to have an impact. I, I expect that you know, we pretty much know what's going to be coming out at launch and, and within the next 12 months from them. Um, and I don't expect that to change dramatically. You know, you can't expect God of War to be turning up in the first year of the PS5, but, you know, maybe the, the next one. Um, but I, I imagine that they are going to be churning out, you know, quite a lot of first-party exclusives from their studios. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they're going to be doing as many as Microsoft, which is going to be interesting. Quality over quantity. Uh, yeah, and, and very different games now. Yeah, I'm trying to g- give you a segue into the next topic. Just say the uh, the head of um, Sony uh, Worldwide Studio is Herman Holst. Herman Holst, that's it, Costas. Not Herman Harris. He doesn't make mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> but he does when he sees the PS5 cell figures. Oh, Christ! Nice. Oh man, the 69 episode is just smashing it all over the park. It's, just, like, it's really God. showing our like collective IQs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's terrible it's a real disaster i'm sorry but that period joke still just ugh. sorry you're not there it's, it's funny but it's still I just mean, like I'm, i think I'm it was not. more the fact that it took a like, couple of seconds for just all of us to go <laughs> <"Ugh!"> yeah <laughs> uh right let's move on to uh xbox of course you had the xbox showcase last week and since then a few things have been announced uh that weren't announced in the showcase which is very strange. Um, primarily, Halo Infinite's multiplayer will now be free to play and will run at 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X, if that means anything to you. Battletoads has got a release date of August 20th, so not long to go to play some Battletoads. Of course, first on Game Pass. Check it out. And Game Pass itself has had a rebranding, but we've already talked about that a little bit. Um, is there anything I've missed? Nope. Okay. Yeah, so as... I think Halo is probably a, a good place to start. Halo multiplayer going free to play. Halo multiplayer going free to play. Thoughts? Crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's Halo. I mean, this is the multiplayer for Xbox, isn't it? it? Didn't, didn't, well, don't people sort of prefer the odd ones now over like Halo 5? Well, yeah, I mean, the um, the servers for the Master Chief Collection are still the most popular on Xbox at this point. Even though the Master Chief Collection was a massive pile of shite when it came out? Yeah, not anymore, though. Now it yeah. kicks ass. Yeah, now they've managed to uh, get Blood Gorge working on Xbox One servers. Everyone loves it again. And it just it takes you back to, you know, LAN parties and things that we did on, like, the OG Xbox. Yeah, I remember Blood Gorge. When we had, like, friends and TVs together all piling in. Oh, I thought you were just going to leave it there when we had friends. Yeah, but do, you remember, do you remember when we had friends? <laughs> and we were allowed out to go to each other's houses. Uh, oh, do you remember those days? Um, Sean, Halo Infinite going free to play. What does this tell us about Xbox's approach this year? Did they actually want to make any money at all? Um, yes, but they the one the one kind of strategy that I've seen that um, people have kind of realised that Microsoft are doing is that they've seen Fortnite can make a fuck ton of money with like free access to everybody you know they they've taken a hit up front and epic obviously had the the backing and the financials to be able to do that to like lose money straight up front but then to make money in the long term so obviously if they can sell 
you know, Master Chief skins, different, you know, variables, different shaders, all this other gubbins. And this won't be a free to play experience without microtransactions. This will be season passes. This will be microtransactions. This will be battle passes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. This 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 will be one of those games that you you have to pay and you will likely have to then play to unlock, mm. like a season pass, like a battle pass. Are we um, going to see a royale? Do you think? There's a really weird listing in I think it was like the Greece Greek Microsoft store that said a battle royale experience was in this multiplayer, and I don't know yet. I I I don't see why they wouldn't because. To be honest with you, it's it's like what what makes money right now. Um, if if it's good for Call of Duty, then it's good for Halo. Um, so I, I fully expect there to be at least, if not at launch, within you know a year, some kind of battle royale mode where they drop down on the map and they fight. So mm. yeah, sweet. It, it 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 will be free to play. It will won't be free to um, experience to its fullest. So yeah, you know it which. It's fine for Microsoft, you know. The more people to get invested back in Halo, the better because that that has died a you know as a as an IP that has become far less valuable over the last you know generation. So yeah, but look at what's happened the last couple of weeks. I mean, everyone's talking about Halo again. Yeah, we, you know, everybody wanted to, and this is the thing. Like this, this wasn't like everybody just suddenly turned on Halo. It was like Halo just got dull. So do you think that ugly trailer was deliberate then? No, no, uh, th- I think. They, they, it's an art style choice, and, and this is the thing. Like, yeah, they, but so was the Sonic the Hedgehog original movie, the Hedgehog. Yeah, and 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 people complain. <laughs> that was a really well put together sentence, wasn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Hedgehog, <laughs> Hedgehog movie, Hedgehog, <laughs> man, camera, TV. <laughs> like the the brute is not as bad as Sonic's teeth. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the brute looks like he's just seen the original trailer. <laughs> speechless about it what yeah. was that <laughs> I prefer the flood <laughs> uh, um, that's my halo knowledge gone if we ever do a halo quiz I'm fucked so writing yeah, the quiz I, as we speak <laughs> it's the, the reason it looks crap and it, you know is because they want it to run 4k at 120 frames per second and despite the fact that there's there's going to be hardly any TVs that can do that when it releases, it'll be you know the big marquee piece. You know there will not be that many games that release on a PS5 that will be able to do 120 frames per second at 4K. There'll be 4K at 30 frames, and there'll be 1080p at 666. Um, six, six, six. Wow! Wow! What did I just say? 666 frames per second. Wow! Yeah! My God! <laughs> Um, you know, it'll be there. It'll be their big marquee thing. But mm. it, that, the the art style choice is a choice to make it that possible. So, you know, I mean, I, I said it last week, but it looks like Halo. It looks bright and it looks colourful, and you know, it doesn't. It's not taking itself that seriously anymore. Four and five were so bleak and dark. Yeah, that is a good thing. I yeah. agree with you on that one. It's nice because I remember looking at back before I started working in a game shop and seeing halo on pods and stuff and being like oh this is bright and yeah it fell into that modern trapping of you know doom and gloom shooters quote-unquote realistic graphics and yeah these super serious storylines so yeah it's nice to see that aspect of it you are totally so it's right not so one. it's not a gritty reboot mm. it's a colorful yeah reboot. it's taking it back to you know the halos we remember the, the bungee halos 
like violently yeah. colorful or colorfully yeah. violent, whichever way you want to put it. Yeah. And the people seem to be forgetting about it is that it, this thing has to run on the one X as well. Yeah. And the OG Xbox one. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's not going to be a massive graphical leap because it's got a catered to one, two, three, four, five different systems. It's no GTA five can manage it. Oh, good Lord. Let it die. Let it die. Rockstar. Jeez. GTA 6, please. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's a, it's a very special. I, wanna, I was almost sold on a Series X after I saw that trailer, and I think I'm the only person on Earth, seemingly, that was like, yeah, I would get a Xbox for that, for sure. But then I remembered, hey, I can get a 1S and just play the exact same game. So I think I'm going to do that instead. Or XCloud. Or xCloud, indeed. That way. <laughs> yeah, although I, I tried out xCloud on uh, Paint and Wi-Fi yesterday, and it's not great. Oh, uh, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> Stoke problems. <laughs> There's too many people here, damn it, eating up the internet. Uh, Toby, have you got any thoughts on this? On uh, Halo Infinite? Not a huge we haven't discussed I mean, the, yeah, the only thing I, that I, Sean didn't mention was that 10-year plan that they've got, which is, you know, to... to have this being season passes, you know, going on and on and on, having uh, different seasons like Destiny. I think, you know, they've seen what Bungie have done with Destiny. They're just adding free-to-play because of, like you're saying, Fortnite and such, and then going the way of Destiny with these multiple expansions. And it's just, they're going to ride that whole halo all the way around um, to, to, you know, billions of pounds probably over the course of the, the time frame that they're actually talking about. Mm. I think I think it's a very viable plan, personally. I think it was going to work. Um, it's just it's just a very different plan. It's not something that we see all that often outside of battle royales and a few arena shooters. You know, it's a it's yeah. it's a new business plan. But it looks that's good. that's the thing. I mean, ten years down the line, where does that leave Xbox One players playing Halo Infinite? I think they would have had to have upgraded probably in two years' time when a particular mm. expansion comes out that can't run yeah. on the older system, and that's when they're going to force everyone ahead, like like I was talking about earlier. Yeah, I I imagine this will be like um, those promises for support for like uh, the Wii U and stuff like that, where where somebody said, "Yeah, we're definitely releasing on the Wii U," and then they develop it for so long that everyone forgets, and then they quietly cancel it. I think yeah. they just expect people to be enticed by at least the Xbox Series X or you know PS Five or whatever. Because, you know, fingers crossed, this xCloud takes off and people just stop needing consoles anymore. And then you get a really random Wii U release, like we got the other week. It just suddenly a Wii U release and the whole thing's <laughs> not been out for like four years. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Was it Shakedown Hawaii released on yeah. the other day? <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> Mad. I wonder how many people still have uh, their Wii's. But then we still see games released on um, like Mega Drive and stuff. I mean, I didn't realize it at the time when I wrote it, but um, oh crap, what was that game I reviewed recently? Hardcore, Ultra Core. Ultra Core, yeah, that did actually get a Mega Drive port. Hmm. They're really rare and hard to get hold of, but yeah, there is some floating around over there. That's awesome. Uh, what about Battletoads? Anyone excited for Battletoads this month? Nope. Yeah, definitely. I oh. mean, I'll play. It. I mean, well, <laughs> that was a bit opposite, wasn't it? Uh, well. <laughs> I will. I'll, if Toby's like game for it, I'm sure we can jump on. I think we should. Yeah, I think we should get on Game Pass and try that out. I th- yeah, I'm, I'm I mean, more, why not? I mean, it's, it's and Sean's got it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I'm more more in, more excited about the the way that they've always incorporated like you know loads of mini games and things um, rather than the actual base game of the you know 
the combat bit. Um, I, I prefer all of the like you know the the cycles and the and the shoot 'em ups and things that are happening at the same time. They all look really see, fantastic. Do you think we'll see some sort of tribute to Turbo Tunnels? Yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff. It's going to be fun. I think it's really fun, it's sort of retro. Turbo, is it Turbo Tunnel, the one that's really difficult to do? Yes. Well, it's yeah. the hyper those those hyper cycle things that you're just impossible. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but it, Turbo Tunnel sounds about right. I'm I'm pretty sure there's like half a second worth of a like an homage gameplay in the trailer that they just released. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which let, hmm. let's face it, is the weirdest trailer. <laughs> that's like, it. It just looked fantastic. That trailer. I was like, this is such a '90s throwback. It's really good. It like it felt like epilepsy by the '90s. That was, <laughs> yeah. Just everything was in that trailer. I really like games that have loads and loads of genres like that. I think there's um, it's it's an interesting one where you you got a developer to just make a retro version of a bunch of different classic genres and just smash it all together with a you know a storyline that will take you there. But it's um, it, it won't be anything special, special in terms of the storyline. But yeah, it looks like fun, and I'll definitely mm. give it a go. I was watching the kind of funny Xcast, uh, kind of funny's new Xbox uh, podcast this week, and they had Alana Pierce. Who was amazing, and Major Nelson on there, and they were talking about Balatos, and Alana Pierce said it's tough as shit. It's like Cuphead levels of difficult. <laughs> so I think you guys banding together to take it on might be a good idea. Yeah, unless they scale the difficulty. Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, then we'll beat Cuphead. Because that will suck. <laughs> Did uh, anyone? Uh, beat- no. Um... We were discussing this the other day on the Slack, weren't we? I, I got to the oh, third yeah. island and some some bosses into the third island, but then I couldn't oh, go any further. Yeah, same. The, the, the one thing that's really missing from Cuphead, and especially now that it's on PS4 as well, is online multiplayer. Like my mate Mark is playing it as well, and I think he got to the same thing. Like got to the third island, couldn't do it. What's the point? I mean, local. You, you can't argue that like a multiplayer would ruin the experience because you can have local multiplayer. Mm. They missed that a trick by not having online, and surely it's generated enough now that they can patch that in. But what do I know? I'm not a technical person. I'm sure, there's more to it than that. But yeah, it's just that's the one thing that's really lacking. Is the gameplay not too twitchy to have that very slim delay? I don't know. I mean, I've, I don't yeah, think slim it, delay on Street Fighter. Well, because it would be similar. I don't see why I, it would I, be much not, different to a fighter. It's not because because Cuphead's not like bullet hell like Ikaruga or these other weird like pararoomy style like you, you get your projectiles that you can dodge and they come in waves and stuff but it's not like full screen filling madness and parrying the pink objects isn't it's not too difficult to do it's not like it's Sekiro levels of muscle twitch fast reflex kind of stuff so there is margin to do online co-op but it's just not there and that's why i haven't gone back to it because i can't do it on my own and i've got no friends to come around my house and help me do it oh man well you got share play now on ps4 so someone could do it for you i'm not buying it on the ps4 yeah, I, really, buy it again. I, I, I paid for it <laughs> i paid for it on the xbox so i've got it on steam so <laughs> this is not gonna uh, work this is yeah. a problem. i think toby okay. no toby and i tried share play on hotline miami and that didn't work very well did it no you watched, tried, you, you watched my games. You watched me die hundreds of times. Yeah, and I jumped in to try and help, and the input, <laughs> the input delay on that was awful. Yeah. It's interesting watching a lot of um, YouTubers and stuff at the moment. Obviously, they're people like Teams, they work together in offices and stuff, but not obviously they can't at the moment because of the pandemic. So they're, they're all using SharePlay yeah. on their, their live videos. And it's quite interesting. The game just stops for five minutes while they switch things over. 
Uh, it seems to work all right, but I suppose it's very dependent on internet connections on either end and all the usual things. But yeah, one day I might conclusion, get Sean. Battletoads good. Yep, awesome. <laughs> yeah, one day I might get Sean to beat uh, Far Cry New Dawn for me because I can't do that last level. Okay. Thanks, man. <laughs> really not not share play though. You, you know, like bring your console to London next time we we go, and then we'll we'll set up like a little land party. Well, no, yes. you mean you've you've got uh, you've got my account on your PS4, so you can just do it. Fair enough. Yeah. Just do it. Save game to the site. Cloud, cloud, the save. Thanks, man. No problem. Uh, right, uh, we're going to finish off with something uh, a bit more, uh, a bit more light-hearted, and something that you know we don't tend to do features on here because there's always news to talk about. But we thought we'd throw in this one very quickly near the end about our favourite groundbreaking news from gaming history. Now, this is one that uh, Mr. Paul Collett came up with a wild imagination, and he's not here to actually see it through. But he has given me a paragraph to read a little bit later on. Uh, so. We sort of gave the guys the task of thinking about something major that was announced in any point in gaming history that really kind of like blew their minds and rocked their worlds. And I thought we'd very quickly just go into that. So, uh, Greg, did you get one? I did. Mine isn't major, though. It's actually quite a personal one. Um, not sob cool. story personal. It's uh, just a, a big reveal that really like blew my tits off, but it only really sort of applies to me. Well, I'm probably when Toby mentioned it about Sui Coden, probably quite a lot of other people I didn't realise. Um, I think I've mentioned before, I, I used to have quite a big collection of PS1 games, specifically like quite a lot of the JRPGs and the rare ones and the imports and stuff like that. And then 10, 12 years or so ago, I had to sell them. It's kind of needed cash, there was a bit of financial strife, and I sold my entire collection. And I was a bit bummed out about that because um, I didn't want to start buying them again because they then cost more money than. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> so I really really love the Tsui Koden games, the Konami RPGs. Um, and they're, they're, they're 2D on sort of 3D backgrounds. And I didn't really know much about the series. I remember I walked into Game when it was EB. No, it might have been Game at the time. I saw the second one sealed on the shelf. That's when they used to put games live on the shelf, kids. That's how far back we're going. Um, and it was sealed. And I just had some Christmas money. And I bought it for like 20 quid. And I which is mad considering that game goes for like, well, not so much now when I get to what I'm getting to. Um, it used to go for nuts money. So 20 quid before it became the big phenomenon that it was. Uh, and yeah, and it became one of my favorite games. And then I, they, I, I sought out trying to get the first one. Um, Ross and Toby, you'll know the place, Pink Planet. I used to know the guy that used to own it and he got me a few import games and I think he got a couple for Toby as well that I recommended. So Oh, like definitely. Xenogears, Chronocross, that kind of stuff. And they always come in the wrong kind of disc cases and things. Yeah. Um, but he met, he let me know one day. He had a copy of the first Suicoden, a PAL version. And I think he charged me like 15 quid for it. So I, I basically had both the Suicoden 1 and 2 on the PS1 for like 35 quid. But it wasn't the monetary value. It was like the sentimental value of owning two of these amazing games. And yeah, played them to death. They're great stories. The PS2 ones never really played as much of. Just they weren't didn't have that appeal so anyway i sold my collection a bit gutted about it and then there's a thing called the suicode and revival group or re revival moment or something and they were lobbying for years to get konami to put them onto the playstation 3 store the, the, the digital store on there and i just thought oh it's a very grassroots moment uh, movement you know it's never going to work konami are pretty tight about their ip you know, we've seen with the whole Metal Gear Solid Fallout and all that kind of stuff. And when they do port stuff, it's usually fucking awful. I mean, 
Zone of the Enders 2 is a prime example. The PS4 version is wank. Um, the Silent Hill collection that they released on PS3 and Xbox 360 is pretty much unplayable. So I was like, they're never going to do it or they're going to mess around with it. I think the only port they'd had done at the time was they put them on the PSP in Japan only. So, yeah. And then out of the blue one day, they just announced that they were going to put them on the PS3 store. And for the first time in PAL regions, they were going to port Suicoden 3 because it had only been a NTSC uh, American game. So, yeah, I wasn't going to spend 100 quid plus on trying to rebuy the games that I had. So when they put them on the store for like 7 99 each, I was so ecstatic. And I think having had them now on my PS3, and then when I had a Vita, you could port them over on that as, as PS1 games. You can swap them over between the two. And that was just... That was it. Like I've, I'm not jaded about the industry. Like I've worked in retail long enough seen loads of launches and stuff and seen special editions of consoles come and go but for me it was the announcement that two of my like favorite games were becoming a more feasible means of me playing them without forking out big bucks was probably one of the most memorable moments for me i was just like i remember sort of scrolling through twitter in the morning and it was like konami then ran a lot of their own posts about it going like yep it's official Suicoden 1 and 2, and for the first time ever, Suicoden 3 are coming to the PS3 store in like a week's time. And it was just like, wow, sweet. And yeah, that's that's it really. Just It's not a big AAA event. Like, you know, I've seen Metal Gear Solid announcements come and go and been amazed by that. But yeah. That's awesome. That's my Where's one. 4 and 5, man? Um, 4 was a bit rubbish. Not going to lie. And 5 was good, but it had the worst loading times ever. Like... The amount of time you put into an RPG, you'd have to double it to account for the loading times. I played one where you had two different storylines. You could pick a different that was lead three. character at the beginning. That right. was three. three. Okay. And then one, the, th- the, the third one you end up playing as in that story is Luke, you know, the little wizard kid that's in all the other games. Yep. Yeah. It's, he's I definitely like, played loads of two. Yeah. Two I was, the, I, two I, was I my favorite. Two. It's just got the best sort of sprite art style ever. Like, I absolutely love it. And so you must be psyched for... And I'll never pronounce this right. A Uden Chronicle. Uh, cautiously, yes. You know, you know what I'm like with announcements of things. I'd love to see that return to the former glory, but we shall see. You know, we've seen like you know spiritual successors to things like Bloodstained from the Castlevania guy and Mighty Number no. Nine. So mm. yeah, we'll we don't see. want those kind of things. No, we don't. But it, it's all well and good saying the Kickstarter smashed it, but then the Mighty Number no. Nine Kickstarter made like millions and that um he started develop he started developing another game whilst delaying mighty number no. nine so talk about greed hmm. so um yeah fingers crossed nice but yeah that's, that's my that's my little story it's a great story uh toby ha beat that toby's gonna be like I really liked it when they released Tales of Vesperia. I'm going to bring out yeah, sad. I need a sad, sad story now, don't I? Um, no, I, I I've gone a similar route to to Greg. I I don't think it was a hard uh, like a hard. What am I talking about? I I've not really ever got massively ecstatic about hardware. Um, and and you've probably seen from you know previous weeks that when a, when it's when these reveals happen, it's all about what games are on there. It's not about how powerful it is. It's not about you know what haptic feedback it might have or all that kind of stuff. I don't really, really care. I, I want 
good games. I want the developers to make great games, and, and that's what really sells me. So back in the day, and I'll do the same thing as Greg, it was it was particular one particular game that just blew my mind. The hype train was so crazy, and I was quite young and impressionable, and you know, is, it is it the bouncer? <laughs> it's not the bouncer. Oh. Um, and I was even even older than the bouncer. Um, and the we didn't have the internet back then. We're talking. You had to find out your magazine, your news from magazines. And you know, I'm. I played through. Um, when I, when I first got a PlayStation, I had to, I had to. I was trying to get a PC because my my dad and my mum decided we were going to have Macs in our house and we couldn't play any games on them. And I really wanted to play games, so I would badgered them and badgered them about getting a PC. Eventually, my mum said, why is it you want a PC so bad? What do you need? And I said, it's just for the games. Is there? And she said, is there another way to play these games? And I said, okay, I'll go and do some research. I found out about the PlayStation 1, which had only been out for about a year at that point. And she was like, fine, that's only 200 quid compared to, you know, for a thousand pounds or whatever it was for a game, uh, a PC that could run this kind of stuff at the same sort of time. So um, I got that. And, and one of the first things I managed to play from one of my mates was Final Fantasy VII. And Final Fantasy VII was the, you know, ever, everyone talked about it now. It's one of the biggest things, you know, that to ever happened to JRPGs. And it was amazing. And the whole thing completely blew my mind. So when, when a year or so later, I'd got my PlayStation, I'd been playing other things, I'd got completely addicted to this thing we started seeing news of Final Fantasy VIII. And I hadn't yet played the original Final Fantasies. I didn't even really twig there were other Final Fantasies at all. Um, and to find out there was a Final Fantasy VIII, there was a new Final Fantasy on the horizon. And then we started seeing screenshots. I started having to get go over to Greg's and find magazines that used to keep magazines there. And I had never had enough money for the magazines. So I had to go and crib them at my mates' houses and things. And seeing the CGI screenshots, the gun blades, Squall and Renoa, and the hype train on that was immense. And I was so giddy and crazed over getting this game um, without the internet, without, without being able to find out anything uh, up to the minute. You had to wait each month for PlayStation Magazine to have the front cover with Final Fantasy on it. And it was just insane. So the the actual most excited i've ever got over a game is final fantasy 8 and i've maintained to this day and i know greg does it is still a great game and it is still one of my oh, favorite okay. experiences i don't care how many people say the next final fantasy was better or final fantasy 9 was better or this that, and the other and final fantasy 8 has a problem with draw systems and i don't care it was such a great game and it was so fantastically created and it was at the absolute height of square's powers and i love it i still love it now it's still in my top five odd games ever made and that was the biggest hype there's ever been you hear that sean final fantasy 8 is better than seven <laughs> i'm glad this I, is the last podcast <laughs> i mean toby's kind of in my good books now <laughs> after after screwing up with the quiz i uh, yeah that's my that's my story i think there's there's been a couple of games revealed that have come out since that have really got me hyped like the original devil may cry greg will remember we played the demo of that to death oh we um, did didn't we the, uh, the, and what are those bosses called the shadow the little yeah. jaguar things yeah, yeah the little yeah, puma the, things trying to stay alive for as long it. as you possibly could against that creature yep um Deus Ex was another massive, massive announcement for me because that's kickstarted a decade of cyberpunk that I've loved. Um, and in recent years, Horizon Zero Dawn, the reveal of that was incredible. Um, but yeah, if you go right back to the biggest hype, it was Final Fantasy VII. Sorry, eight. 
<laughs> can we talk about can we talk about how good it was to originally find out that that you didn't need to have played any of the other Final Fantasies to understand an entry to the Final Fantasy, and yeah. that the sequel was never a sequel. It was just an entire new story. It, it blew your mind as a kid. Yeah, what absolutely. Blew, what blew my mind because Tactics came out after seven, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and then we didn't get Tactics over here, but we got Vagrant Story. And it was like the rumor that it was in the same universe. And I was like, no, it's not. And then, um, yeah, it totally was. Yeah, Final Fantasy XII confirmed that, isn't it? Ivalice. It's all Ivalice. based in Ivalice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and like Leia Le- Le- Mon from Vagrant Stories, part of Ivalice and stuff like that. And it's like, what? You're, they're, what? They're connected universes. <laughs> After having like, seven, eight, and nine being completely separate. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag remake for uh, Vagrant Story. <laughs> yes. Nice. Sorry. That's a great story. I wish I had a Final Fantasy story. I just, I completely passed by. You've never really played any, have you? No. So, like oh, I said, so seven, seven Remake was really my first Final Fantasy. Yeah. I never had a PlayStation growing up, so N64 was uh, Final Fantasy-less, unfortunately. The remake of seven is probably the biggest news of the year, of, of the two or three years ago when it was announced. That mm. was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sean, have you one? Yeah, but mine's a bit different, to be honest. Um, there's there's no emotional connection. I just I wanted I wanted to call out the most bizarre news story that I have ever seen and experienced, and that was the announcement of Far Cry Blood Dragon. Okay, because they announced this game on April first, right? <laughs> and you know, April first every year, you've got loads and loads of you know fake games being announced. You've got loads of um, you know, announcements being made that are completely false, and it, it's all—it's all in good fun. But on the same day, Ubisoft think it is funny to announce Far Cry, Far Cry Blood Dragon, and everybody's like, they, "It's on the list of all the best um, April Fool's jokes of the year." It's on loads of websites as like a joke that everyone wishes was true, and then two days later, Ubisoft release another trailer. And everybody and their their dog just went, the fuck? <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> and, and it was just brilliant to see the, most of the industry completely bamboozled by the fact that they decided to release the the announcement of a you know one of the better Far Cry games on April first. And it sounds so outlandish, you know, like a a cyber dragon game made by the guy who made Far Cry two, and you, it's like in a neon world, and everyone was like, "Yeah, we really want this." And then Ubisoft are like, "Well, there you are." And it was just freaking brilliant to watch the industry as as one go, "Huh, hmm. what a stupid thing to do!" But also, genius. <laughs> <laughs> it rem- it was memorable, wasn't it? So, yeah, like it it always sticks in my mind as like as one of the craziest news articles because it was just April first was like the best possible day and the worst possible day simultaneously to, to release the news of a wacky Far Cry spin-off. But there we are. We should be grateful to that game as well because it started such a massive wave of synth wave oh, music. I, I was going to say that. It, it really it's literally, like, yeah. It really, I don't say like genre-fied it, but it really made it a, a bigger thing. They were it, was, like, it was already out for a year or so, that, that music. It really, it really was. But that one really cemented it and made it yeah. popular and... Brought it out of the underground. So all of a much sudden. so, I've got it on pink neon vinyl. Nice, nice. And, and Trials of the Blood Dragon as well. 
It's a we fantastic also, soundtrack. We also need to call that call it out for basically revolutionising tutorials. Oh yes. Because oh man, yeah. The self awareness of Michael Bain's Rex Colt going, Yes, I know, I don't care, I know how to jump. <laughs> Great game. <laughs> it was brilliant. So uh, yeah. Press, Sorry. Press tutorial to tutorial. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a great game and a, a very weird announcement, but yeah, that's that's my one. Yeah. Did it ever come out again? Did what come out again? Blood Dragon. What as in did it get ported or anything? Yeah, it didn't, did it? Uh no. Wasn't no. it on the um the trilogy of Far Cry or something? Oh no, that was on three sixty. There was a bundle trilogy of like mm. And that three... had it on it, I thought. Yeah, but no, it's not for this gen. Not for this Tra- gen. Trials of okay. Blood Dragon was on this gen. But that was the yeah. weird like Trousy hybrid thing, which wasn't very good. Yeah, because yeah, Far Cry Three got remastered, but I don't think Blood Dragon did. No, I I don't think Shame. it did. No. Shame. 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 Uh, what about mine? I mean, nothing really beats when I opened up Xbox official Xbox magazine and saw the word Halo Two. I remember I was in. I remember vividly. I was in W. H. Smith in Taunton. And I picked up, I bought it every month or my, <clears throat> my dad bought it for me every month. And I absolutely loved that magazine. And Halo 2, Master Chief was on the cover, but there was nothing else on the cover. It was completely empty. Void of like, you know, information about the magazine or anything. Just a picture of Master Chief. And you opened it up again. It went, Master Chief returns, go to page 64. I was like, what? And you opened it up and it was just like this 10 page blowout of Halo 2 uh, without any knowledge of it. And it absolutely blew my mind. I mean, Halo 2, going back to it, it isn't the best Halo, really, but it was just that announcement. The fact that it was continuing and we get a brand new Master Chief story after loving Combat Evolved so much. It was really huge for me. I mean, I loved magazines back in the day. Uh, the official Nintendo magazine was fantastic. The official Dreamcast magazine was amazing. And it was just, it was just a nice time. But I think the ultimate one is... It wasn't all that long ago, and um, they, everyone's probably sick of me talking about it. But I can guess. The, go on. Shenmue three. Absolutely correct, sir. <laughs> yeah, the Shenmue three. I'm not going to belittle X-Tower. that because you know that's important to you. So. Yeah, I mean, it was just a moment that I will never ever forget. I remember sitting on my own watching E3 as we do at two a.m. in the morning, and just getting very emotional, bawling really and trying to contain what it actually means for a Shenmue 3 to come out after so long, after 18 years. I mean, I'm looking at the box right now. I own it. It's a physical thing that I have, and it still blows my mind. And I never... I mean, that's that PS4 conference was amazing. It was one of the... It was arguably the best one of all time. Of course, the remake got announced um, that as well, and The Last Guardian, and it was just a just a wonderful, amazing, incredible moment that I'm still not really over. Every now and then I go back and watch Mugga Huber's reaction to it from uh, game traders back in the day and how he lost his shit. Very similar to how I did. I remember going back and watching Tim's reaction because he was uh, live streaming it at the time and he's a massive Shenmue fan and he lost his mind as well and everyone sort of collectively going, I cannot believe this is happening and 24 hours later it was funded and was happening. You know, it turned out it wasn't the best game in the world. It was never going to be the best game in the world but it's very similar to Toby. I just don't care. You know, it's just the fact that it's real, the fact that it happened due to fan love and fan service. And yeah, I'm going to cry right now thinking about it. So I'm going to stop. But oh man. Oh, that was emotional. That was. 
Yeah, it is because it's just it was just <laughs> nothing better, nothing better in the world for me than that. No, I totally get it. Oh, what an absolutely killer moment! Um, I'm going to finish off this bit with uh, Paul's news bit. He went the piece of news that blew my mind and in some ways changed my life. <laughs> what, what, what was the announcement of Street Fighter Two for the Super Nintendo? At the time, I was I want Kenya. At the time, I was well into my computers. The trusty and magnificent Atari SDE was keeping me and my buddies entertained with crack art, STOS, and shoot 'em up construction kits. We were all very anti-console for some reason. When the news dropped that my favorite arcade game ever was coming to SNES, well, I just had to have it. I got a lot of stick from my computer-owning mates calling me a gamer for some reason, an insult at the time, which it is today as well, Paul. You should listen to my podcast from a couple of weeks ago. You'll listen to it then. My justification to them... Paul the gamer is an insult. (laughs) My justification to them was that I would sellotape the cartridge into the SNES and it would, for all intents and purposes, be an arcade machine in my bedroom. I wouldn't buy any other games for it. Once all my mates saw Street Fighter 2 running, they all soon followed suit and bought SNESs, and every Friday night was dedicated to gaming night. That's how we all got into gaming properly. Were it not for that news bombshell, I may have bypassed gaming altogether, and that would never do. Wow. There you go. Oh, that's nice too. Yeah. Good old video games, man. Video a lot games. of those stories have been very similar, haven't they, actually? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of em- kind of emotional connections to it, and Sean's. <laughs> you know I don't do emotion. You know I don't really give a shit about fucking he's anything. A tough, he's a tough <laughs> we need to know what your most emotional game was now. Most, most, you know, emotional I, connection I, to a game. I, 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 I don't know, honestly. Don't I, try I, and change him, Toby. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not serious. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not really serious. Now you just uh, you're a waste of time. <laughs> waste of your time, Toby. He's already gone. He's set in his ways. All right. He's a curmudgeonly old northerner, so. When my kids press the PS4 button and don't turn on the downstairs one. Uh, I tell when, you what. when your when your mum walks in front of the PlayStation, knocks the wire out, pulls the PlayStation off the off the shelf onto the floor, and it breaks the disc. Did your mum do that? Yep. That's that's an emotional moment. Cracked <laughs> my copy of Tomb Raider. Oh, my tick in off. My most highly strung emotional moment. Well, two actually. Um, kicking the SNES because you couldn't pause Mortal Kombat two. <laughs> Didn't realize you couldn't pause it. It turns out, it's, as I found out later, it's, it's a feature because it's meant to be like the arcade gameplay. You can't fucking pause it. And playing Fight Night 3 on the 360. And when I was living in my, my house share, I threw my pad to my left and I thought my bedroom door was shut. And it wasn't. So my pad went all the way down the landing, hit the wall, and then went all the way down the stairs. Now, this is when nice. 360 pads cost a good, like, 45 quid to replace. I've, I've got one other one. This is the most emotional I've ever got about a game. My brother saved over my Crash Bandicoot 3 warped full completion save on the memory card. Saved over it. (laughs) And I just about hit the roof. (laughs) This is is why I don't have emotions. Because (laughs) it happens to me all the fucking time. probably do. They're just just regressed. (laughs) I'm I'm not kidding you. I I have lost count of the number of save games I've had saved over. Like, The worst. Kids, it's kids. Like my PS3, I, I was at the time I was really into trophy hunting, and I was playing the Saboteur, and I had put hundreds right. of because it was a really fucking good game, and you can shut the fuck up about it. I thought and, you didn't um, have emotion. That was really <laughs> emotional. No, no, that was really calm and collected. Surgical. <laughs> <laughs> um, Talk to me about surgical. <laughs> the, 
big I'd put hundreds of hours into this game and then we went away for a weekend and we came back and the house had been burgled and they took my PS3 and all of my games. Now I didn't really give a shit about the fucking PS3 or the games. It was the save games I was really tits about <laughs> because I was one fucking tower away from platinum in fucking game and the fuckers had taken the fucking game. The oh. And the save game. This is the same feeling. Yeah. I am um, sure. I, I accidentally I, I borrowed Diddy Kong Racing off of someone and I accidentally deleted his save whilst he had the final like whiz pig thing to do um, no my i've got a better angry one um I, i'm better now <laughs> um it's before i found martial arts tekken 5 that final boss that jim patchy i had jim patchy oh. mishima absolute cheapest boss ever and i had a ps2 pad and i remember i didn't just smack it i grabbed it by the cable and i full-on swung it like kratos and his chains of fucking olympus <laughs> And it's even through, as he was arcing through the air, I thought, this is going to cost me 20 quid. And I, <laughs> I hit the floor. It didn't just crack. The pad exploded. Like, <laughs> bits. And I remember I moved into another house, uh, another room in the house, and my mate Duncan moved in. And he went, why is there an L2 button on the floor? I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love your, I love your self-awareness amazing. in the moment. There was like, uh, yeah, it yeah, was this just, is going to cost me money. <laughs> I, I, I didn't just grab it by the little bit of the cable. I had a full on half the cable. They were like, what, three meter long cables, two meter long cables. So it wasn't like a little bit of spinning in my hand, like a jaunty kind of kosh. It was like half the cable. So it was a full on arc. And I thought, fuck it, bang. And then, <laughs> yeah, it exploded. But I still worked for Game Station at the time. So I got a little bit on the cheap. But yeah, I, I learned my lesson eventually. Oh, okay. Well, that was, that, that was, a, uh, that was, that was a good topic. Thanks, Paul, wherever you are. All right, then. Uh, just before the quiz answers end, let's get into the Indie Corner with Mr. Sean Davies. Okay. <laughs> Indie Corner for this week. I'll, did I'll you just open quick. up a chest in Zelda? I did. Nice. Okay, so... Um, the first game I want to talk about was called Gigabuster. So I, I shared this with uh, the guys in our Slack earlier, and everyone was impressed. But I, I was mistaken, thinking it was called Giga Waller. Giga Waller is actually the artist. This is basically a 2D platformer that's kind of like Metroid and Strider and Velocity 2X and a lot of other games mixed Oli together. That's what I got from that. Yeah, there's a lot of there's like like a sliding. That's why I thought Strider because Strider does own the, the yeah. most recent game. Um, but it's basically a 2D platform that looks really, really cool. Uh, if you want to follow the progress of that, you can get the the artist who goes by the name Waller on Twitter, at Giga Waller. Um, and it says it's got a Steam page, so if you want to go and wishlist it, give, give it to Steam, a, a like or whatever the hell you do on Steam. Um, so the second go- the game I want to talk about was um, a long time ago, when we first started doing these indie corners, I talked about a game that a studio called Third Shift were making. They hadn't got a name for it. It just looked really nice. And then I, I said, you should go and follow it. Well, they have a name for the game now, and they have some kind of um, loose premise and release date. So the game is called Forever Ago. And it's a... That's when it was narr- announced, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a narrative-driven road trip adventure. Uh, you follow this guy called Alfred, who's embarking on a journey north in search of redemption following a really bad accident by the likes of it. Um, it's a single-player game. 
and you'll travel to beautiful places, capture memories with your camera, meet interesting peoples, and maybe even make some new friends. The cool thing about it is there's a dog. There's some really cool looking locations. You get to take pictures of these locations and it's coming to Steam in 2021. So that's uh, forever ago. And if you wanted to follow the people who are making it on Twitter, they are Third Shift. So give them a search. Uh, third game is called Black Skylands. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't know much about this game. I know that it's being published by um, Tiny Build. And it looks like Hotline Miami, but it's an RPG and it's set on a fantasy floating island world uh, where you pilot a blimp. So it's like a top-down shooter, but you get to fly around and do strategy and you have like a, like a hook arm thing that you can fire out, like Bionic Commando. Um, I just I just want people to go and search for this game because it looks freaking brilliant. It looks like the combination of games that should never work together, but actually really does. Um, so that's uh, Black Skylands. And there's a demo on Steam. Um, so if you wanted to give that a go, go and give it a go. It's, it, the demo is called Black Skylands Origins. And finally... Um, I've spoke about this game a number of times. We've got articles all over the website. It's called uh, Metamorphosis. And Metamorphosis is a game about Frank Kafka's work, Metamorphosis, where a guy turns into an insect. It's releasing on August 12th. So that has release date. And that's all I wanted to talk about, unless you guys have something else. I like the look of Black Skylands. Black yeah, Skylands looks really looks good. Brilliant. Yeah, look at that. I'll play that. Forever Ago also looks very good. Thanks. Looks like my kind of jam. There's a lot of really cool indie games right around right, right now. Good so. picks. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Also, Fall Guys. Does that count? That's out on Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> why am I the only? Why am I the only one excited for Fall Guys? No, I'm, I'm, I'll play it. I'll play it next week. Definitely. Oh, I'm really excited. I don't want to jinx it and say we should all get on there because it never happens. <laughs> I want my attempt at Takeshi's Castle, but as a little pink tic tac. Yeah. Whatever, it'll change your life. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we will, won't be thinking on this anymore. This will be the full guys podcast. That's all awesome. we're going to talk about. Uh, right then, Toby, my god, it's time for the quiz answers. Do you want some answers? Okay, um, so question one Name the three legendary birds from the original 150 Pokemon in red, blue, or yellow. Uh, hmm. Sean, Sean sounded confident. Yes, I have all three. It's Zapdos, Moltres, and Articuno. That is correct. Zapdos, Articuno, and Moltres. Three points, one for each. <laughs> me, 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 me. Oh, sorry. This, <laughs> this microphone's really, really tentative, isn't it? <laughs> you thought you were on mute, didn't you? No. <laughs> uh, question two. Name the first full monster that you hunt in Monster Hunter World. Uh, Greg. Oh, it's a jag something. Jag- yeah. Anymore? Oh, Anymore? Uh, no, Jaguars? No, I. I, I that's so close. Hasn't it? Um, Anyone oh, else? Fuck it. It's a. It's a jaguar or something. It's a lizard thing. <laughs> lizard thing. Yeah. It's called a great jagras. Jagras. Fuck's sake! I was trying to put another syllable in. So close. I was trying to call it jagras. Jagras. Yeah. Of course it fucking is. All right, question three. Uh, by what name are chickens better known in the Zelda franchise, Ross? Cuckoos. Cuckoos is correct. Yes, finally, thank God. Uh, question four. Name the species of robot dinosaur in Horizon Zero Dawn that have a large tank of either flamm- flammable or freeze fluid. 
Um, Sean? Bellowbax. Bellowbax is correct. And for a Ooh. bonus, name the other fire or frost type from the Frozen Wilds DLC. I can't remember. Shitty, annoying robot. Anyone, but... anyone got that one? Frostclaw. Frostclaw or Fireclaw, correct. Yes, I've got both. Do I get two points? No, one point. Uh, oh. <laughs> one point for Bellowback, one point for Frost or Fireclaw. I've got Frostclaw or Fireclaw. No, one point. God damn. Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I need the points, uh, Toby. I need the points. Sorry, man. Uh, question five. What is the name and race of the anthropomorphic rat woman in Final Fantasy IX? Greg. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyone I play, got this? I didn't play much of nine. Nope. I have, Not complete I have, nine. No, I have Splinter from the Turtle Clan. <laughs> no? good, yeah, good attempt. What was your other answer, Greg, from Final Fantasy XII? Well, she's called Fran. Um, yeah. I forgot. It's, it's gone now. I didn't write it down. I've forgotten what... I, don't, I, had, I had a better chance earlier, but it's gone now. <laughs> okay, well, the real answer is Freya Crescent, and the race is a Bermetian. It's a type of cat, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, I didn't have that. I'm really questioning whether I even even played that game anymore. I'm really questioning why we got Toby on board. <laughs> <laughs> the rat, the rat people were in that big tree that you got to eventually. Uh, you know, about halfway through, and you the had Eifer this, tree. The Eifer tree might well have been correct. I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, it was in Bermesia or Clara or something like that. Uh, I must have taken a real bath it's into the, the town that always, <laughs> It's the town that always rains. Yeah, that's where they're from. No, no, no. That's Trento or something, isn't it? Is that, that's where they're always from because she's wearing. No, 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 no. They they were from the big tree. Anyway, yeah. we won't get a proper answer for this. Someone will tell us in the comments. Question six: What it, are worked. the zombie variants called in the Dead Space series? Um, Ross, Ross. I don't know. No idea. Nice. No Greg? idea. I'm sorry. Uh, necromorphs. Necromorphs is correct. Uh, question seven: What is the name of the flying squid-like creature in game in Gears of War? That the locust fly into battle, Sean? Squidward? Squidward <laughs> is not correct. No! <laughs> no. Uh, anyone got it? Nemesis? Nemesis is. No, they're like the bombs. The little ones. Oh, yeah, the little it. ones. It's called a Reaver. I was going to say that. You didn't ask me, did you? No. Nemesis. Too, too slow. Ne- what? Nemesis. Nemesis <laughs> <can fly. laughs> I was actually going to say Reaver, but you didn't ask me. <laughs> 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 right, question eight. Um, everyone remembers... Oh, this is a contentious one, isn't it? So everyone remembers the Bloody Baron quests in Witcher 3, but what was the species name of the cursed baby in that story, Sean? Botchling? Botchling is the answer I've got. Yeah, I didn't remember you saying curse the first time around. Well, you did, but you can heal it, can't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it becomes a, like a fae. So I, I have botchling, by the way, but okay, it cool. becomes like a fae or a something. I think you're right. I think there's another name for it. Um, yeah. When there's like a second form of it, when you do the good thing and you let you you steer the botchling. Oh, the botchling becomes the thing, doesn't it? Yeah, you cleanse the botchling. That's it. Yeah. Uh, question nine: More Pokemon. So, name the three evolutions of Eevee from the original 150 Pokemon uh, Rust. No. Nope. <laughs> Any, anyone got this one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Uh, Flareon, Vaporeon, Jolteon. I that is think... correct. I don't know about your bonus. Uh, okay, I... so for the bonus was the latest evolution from the sixth Pokemon generation, XY or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. And the I... answer was... I've taken a punt because I can't remember which one was the last one. So I think it was Sylveon. That is correct. Fuck me! <laughs> <laughs> well done, Sylveon. 
So the other four wrong answers I've looked up while we've been playing um, were Leafion, Glaceon, Umbreon, and Espeon. Oh, who gives a fuckion? <laughs> that one is in the next generation. Uh. <laughs> uh, question 10. Daxter was everyone's favourite smart-mouthed what in Jack and Daxter? Uh, Greg. I don't fucking know. More fun to go to I've the never people I know, I've, never played a, I've never played a Jack and Daxter game. What? Right. Uh, sure. Lombax. No, that's Ratchet. Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Ross. Otzel. Otzel, correct. Yeah. Well, wasn't, he, wasn't he the same thing as Jack, though, before he got changed? <laughs> I don't know. Didn't, I thought Daxter was cursed and turned into one of those. Yeah, he turned yeah, into yeah. Dark Jack for a while. No, no, Daxter, Daxter was cursed. Sorry, right. Yeah, doesn't, wasn't he the same thing as Jack? But he got cursed and turned into one of those little things. I'm yeah, not content. Story. You've got, you've got you to turn him play back it. into what Jack was. Right. Yeah, I'm you not pretending to a point because I don't care. But um, I just I, that's um, why I said, "Is this a trick question?" And I was like, "Hang on, no." He means, "What is he for the game?" Cool. Um, so, what do people get, um, Greg? Uh, four. Four. Oh, I'm playing like you. Sean? Eleven. Eleven. And Ross? Four. Four. <laughs> You're same as me. Sean oh, is an out-and-out winner there. Look, if what? it wasn't for the Pokemon questions, yeah. <laughs> I'd have what had four. What was, the, uh, what was the tiebreaker? Just that was six extra points, actually. So, yeah, you would have been like on five or something. Uh, okay, so if you want the tiebreaker question, it was how many species of robot dinosaur are there in Horizon oh, Zero Dawn's base game? I'm gonna I'm gonna say eleven. Eleven. Anyone got any advances on eleven? Nine. Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> if it's fourteen, I'm gonna drive at the stone. I'm gonna drive <laughs> the mountain. Who who had twelve? Me. Uh, it was twenty-four. Fuck me. <laughs> so you're actually the closest. <laughs> by, by laws of pooling. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> Sean, that's the end of the quiz. Straight up won that one. Regardless. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Nice work, Sean. Well done, Sean. Thanks. Your Pokemon knowledge knows no bounds. Uh, this is what having kids and uh, a misspent youth gets, gets you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Toby. That was fun. Yeah. Cool. Nice work. Uh, Sean, are you, are you back in the quiz hot seat next week? I can do. I Please. can do. Unless yeah. you want another animal-based one. Please, come back, Sean. I, I, I really <laughs> come do. Back, Sean. Come back, Sean. <laughs> it's going to be pure Pokemon next week. Oh, <laughs> we, we could, what we could do, we could put it Right then, all that leaves us out this week, and what a week it is. Out this week on August the 4th, we have uh, Relicta. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Relicta on PC and PS4. Look out for Sean's uh, coverage on that this week. Uh, We've also got Scully coming to PC, PS4s, and Switch as well, I believe. Oh yeah, your code is on Switch, isn't it, Greg? It is, yeah. Uh, yep, that's out on August the 4th. August the 4th also sees Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout coming on PC and PS4. Free to download, of course, on PlayStation Plus. August the 4th also sees Wizards Wand of Epicosity Wand of Epicosity coming to Xbox One. Um, August the 5th sees Steam Tactics coming to Xbox One and Mystery Mine coming to Xbox One. August the 6th we have Undermine coming to PC and Xbox One and Train Sim World 2 coming to Xbox One and PC. And August the 7th calm down everyone Fast and Furious Crossroads it's finally out coming on PC PS4 and Xbox One. I haven't heard a single thing about that from any PR. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. August the 7th also is a game called Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Oh coming, dear. To, coming to PC and PS4. Title. Yeah. That sounds like a Sean joint to me. 
I look forward to railroading that next week. <laughs> and of course, Horizon Zero Dawn hits PC this week as well, the complete edition, so that does include the Frozen Wilds as well. Still blows my mind, that. If you're on PC, don't miss it. It's going to look very shiny on your fancy consoles, systems even. You're going to need Oof. a pretty good PC. Yes, you are. It's going to look amazing. Um, Hard Cube comes to Xbox One, which looks like a Play Horizon instead. Uh, Inertial Drift comes to PC and PS4. And Swim Sanity comes to Xbox One, also on August the 7th. And that's your lot for this week. Thank you very much indeed for listening. This has been one bumper of a podcast, but a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. All the ups and downs of a 69th episode that we <laughs> could possibly muster. It was completely upside down, wasn't it? Yeah, completely upside down. Very Thank you all very much. Very top and tail. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget you can follow us everywhere. Follow the link tree in the description to find us all over the place. And you can follow us individually on Twitter in the description below, except for Toby, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not give us a dollar on Patreon? That'd be really nice. That keeps the podcast live and keeps us all fed. That would be lovely. Thank you very much indeed. And that's about it. We'll see you next time. So it's goodbye from Mr. Toby Anderson. Sayonara. Goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. Goodbye from Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And goodbye from me. My name is Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. Penis. 69. <laughs> <Lol>. <laughs>